The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh, anybody! John Hawkins baptizing the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here, and kept in place by Edwards. What a great numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Tuesday, December 3rd, and you're listening to yet another edition of the Boiler Break Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with Evan Webb, and we got a special guest, another Purdue alum, with the class of 2014, Aaron Lynch, filling in for the vacant Andrew Eiler. Lynch, how's it going this evening? It's going good, guys. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for joining the show. Having better. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty rough weekend, and... Uh, Boiler Nation, and we'll get into everything, but uh, but we appreciate you joining the show, Lynch. Uh, we know you're a big fan. You're gonna give us a lot of good insight. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this won't be the last time. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll evaluate your performance and see. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, the Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries, like it is every week. Uh, it's a little too cold out right now to do a lot of landscaping. Uh, a little snowy in some parts, but course it's not too early to start thinking about your landscaping design for 2020 you can give them a call at 574-223-2769 all right boys we got football we got basketball we got a bunch to talk about a bunch to preview a bunch to review mm-hmm. let's get right into the old oak and bucket game shall we um was definitely not the result we were looking for but it was really a classic Old yeah. Oak and Bucket game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In regards to it was the only the second overtime game in the history of the Bucket. The other one was back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was the first double overtime game. Saw the Hoosiers uh, win the Bucket back by a score of 44 to 41. This is the part that's hard for me to stomach, especially is that gives IU an overall record against Purdue for the decade of six and four. Mm-hmm. That broke the tie. <clears throat> it also actually also broke the tie between the East and West, uh, they were both tied in terms of crossover games. It was tied at 10 to 10. So now that gives the East, uh, another win. Oh, great. So just, uh, just a really perpetuating the, uh, the, the thought of East versus West. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, you know, hats, hats off to, uh, Purdue though, because I mean, I thought we fought hard. We could have oh, gave up. Oh, definitely. And, and we battled. Um, what, what was your guys' impression of O'Connell's play? You can go ahead, Lynch. 
Yeah, I'll actually say that, you know, over the last few weeks, he's looked very, very good. Um, the position he was thrust into and, and he's answered the, the bell um, that he definitely has a quick release. And I, I think, you know, with the playmakers that we do have on offense going into next year, that that is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the offensive line being, an, you know, an, an issue. Uh, last two weeks, they played excellent. Yes, yeah, so the offensive uh, has definitely improved vastly you, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, against the Wisconsin defense, I was thinking yeah. they were going to get shellacked. And then, you know, <laughs> they showed up, and Horvath was just, you know, five yards down the field breaking tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, but his play, O'Connell's play, I mean, um, the one interception there on the first drive, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, poor decision-making. Bad, but, bad decision. you know. That was a killer looking back on it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, some of the ball placement, I mean, that he he put on, you know, some of his throws was just amazing. Yeah, you can't ask much more from a walk on that was going to go to Wheaton College Division three and didn't have any scholarship mm-hmm. offers. Thought he played pretty well these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, do you guys think he put his name right in the mix? Do you think he's a starter come week one next year? That's tough. You got a lot, a lot of. Uh balls up in the air in terms of just, you know, what could happen. You know, you got Plummer coming back from injury, which I mean, for, I mean, for all we know, Plummer's is still starting that the bucket game. If it weren't for the ankle injury, um, mm-hmm. I feel like he hadn't, I mean, he was still playing pretty well. Um, O'Connell definitely has some skill sets that I wish Plummer had. I think O'Connell definitely throws a, a better ball. Um, Plummer's more mobile, which I like. So if he somehow can, you know, fuse the two together, that'd be fantastic. I, have, I, I also think, O'Connell's decision making is a little better than Plummer's, and, and it's yep. a little progressed farther ahead. I mean, he's going through his reads a lot quicker than Plummer. Was. Absolutely, yeah, um, I agree. I, I would, you know, I echo your point. I mean, he definitely has an a- average NFL arm. Yeah. Uh, Plummer definitely does not have that quick release, but he definitely does have an arm. Um, mm. I think, you know, especially with the offensive line probably being an issue next year, you know, we need someone to get the ball out of their hands as fast as possible and get in the Moors, Malik Carr, mm. uh, David Bell's hands. To make things happen. Any chance you see Sindelar coming back for a sixth year? Go ahead, Webby. I don't think so. I, I mean, it'd be awesome. Just kind of hopefully would could with that we'd hopefully get the year next year that we were hoping for this year. Um, I just don't see. I I don't know. I just feel like he just a change of scenery might be good for him. I don't know, or maybe he just tries to you know tries a shot at the NFL while he still can. I mean, he is a fifth year senior already. Does he want to go in as a 25, 26 year old or whatever? I don't know how old he would be 24, 25 year old, or if it was going to go in now and just try it out. I mean, I don't well, know. I'm making to that point. Brandon, we got drafted as 27 year old in the first round. So True. I think he looks better than Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta think he's already got his degree. He's getting married in April. Yeah. I mean, his body's so beat up over his career. I mean, it was yeah. just too bad because He's honestly been one of my favorite Boilermakers throughout his career because he's given it his all. I think mm-hmm. he's a special talent. I think we can all yeah. agree on that. It's just we've never been able to see a full season of him. He just can't yeah. stay healthy. I actually think he's coming back. To Purdue or somewhere well, I, else? I think he's coming back to Purdue. I mean, I, I texted you guys as Derek Barnes's comment in regards to this is going to be a special team next year. The only way it's a special team is if he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, though. It was interesting to me that he walked through the senior day uh, pregame festivities. Lorenzo Neal did not and was not announced. Hmm. That tells me Lorenzo Neal might be coming back next year. Yeah, which I would say there's a strong chance yeah. Lorenzo Neal comes mm-hmm. back next year. Mm-hmm. And 
actually, this, I don't know, my speculation, and it was brought up on the message boards a couple weeks ago as a rumor. There was a rumor going out there that he tried to come back for practice against Wisconsin and re-injured himself. Mm. Jeff Braun was asked about this uh, this past week, didn't give a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. That tells me something happened the week of that Wisconsin game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why he's probably not going to pursue the NFL right now. So. Did they say what the injury was or was it just probably didn't hopefully, disclose it? Hopefully not mm-hmm. a, another ACL. Yeah. But uh, if he is back next year, that is huge for yeah. Purdue as a oh. whole and that defense. But uh, to the point of similar why I don't think he's coming back, or at least if he is, it's not going to be at Purdue, is because uh, according to Brian Newbert of Golden Black Illustrated, Purdue's interested in South Carolina grad transfer quarterback Jake Bentley, which I found interesting. Because mm-hmm. he's not, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how I feel about that because his stats yeah. aren't that great, okay. even though he's playing SEC defense. But do we really want to bring in a guy for a year? Right. Where sure. when you have O'Connor, who's going to be a walk-on junior, and Plummer as a sophomore, and a Limo coming in, and maybe Malik Hornsby, and mm-hmm. kill all these guys' progression, and Paul Pafari too. Kill yeah. all their progression for one year? I, I don't know. Yeah. I also don't think as a, a grad transfer you would want to come into a situation that you're not going to play. Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of like Hunter Johnson last year. I mean, that was the kind of reason he didn't come to Purdue. And same thing with uh, Brandon Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, they both looked at Purdue, but they weren't going to play right away. or They weren't at least guaranteed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, even though Purdue might be interested, I would be surprised if that happens. But mm-hmm. – I would think if they thought Cinderella was coming back, they wouldn't even show interest. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do we'll we have see. a? Is there a? Is there a certain time he has to let people or let the teams know? I mean, I, I would assume from the coach's standpoint, you'd want you'd want him to tell you ASAP, just so you can figure out, hey, what what are we doing? Are we you know pursuing another you know a guy like Malik Hornsby, or are we kind of sitting back and you know just? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if it has to be by the second signing day in February or if they give, if there is a date, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Since we're on the topic of attrition, I mean, who else do we think is going to leave? I mean, there are 25, I mean, 15 seniors walked on, on Saturday and we have 20, left next year too. Yeah. And, and 25 scholarships were offered or 25 spots. Well, if you listen to Brahms comments, I think after the, it was either after the game or was, did he have a press conference on yesterday? No, nope. no. I think it was he's out game, recruiting. That's right. Duh. It was. I think it was after the game. He talked about, um, you know, certain still wanting you know guys to buy in. It sounded like there's some still some guys, whether sure. it's you know leftovers mm-hmm. from Hazel, which there are not are not much left now, um, or Thank his own God. guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did. We did pretty well with some of them. Yeah, did, some of them were well really good. Were good. Yeah. Um, it sounded like some guys just aren't haven't bought in no. quite yet. Which I mean, now's the time where the buy-in's huge in the off season and you know, we've got, you know, got a long time before spring ball and a lot of time before those guys can actually get, you know, with the coaches. So it's on them to get with the strength coach and do all those kind of types of things. So I think we'll see quite a bit of attrition in terms of who I have no idea. One name I've been thrown out there and this is just pure speculation on my part, just from my observations, I would be surprised if Jared Sparks is back next year. Really? Um, I mean, he'll mm. be a, uh, what will he be next year? Be a senior? Wouldn't he be a redshirt senior? Yeah, yeah so he could go senior. somewhere and not sit out. Yeah. I actually I think, think someone, he might go. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think he goes to Missouri and plays with his brother. 
yeah. could, depending on who they get as a coach. But if you go to Missouri, you're not going to play in a bowl because yeah, they're banned. True. So I think someone like Corey Taylor probably leaves just because he just hasn't get recruited I mean, over. Yeah, so yep. he had he had every, every chance in the world with Rondale going down, Jerry Sparks going down, and you know, I mean, part of it was just David Bell is an amazing. Right athlete <laughs> yeah so yeah, i feel like someone like him for sure pro- not for sure but I feel uh, like someone like him is definitely a, a high high chance that he i would have to agree with you Corey taylor was the guy i had in mind mm-hmm. I, I think they know of a couple guys because yeah i don't think they'd be recru- over recruiting like they are if they didn't think something's gonna happen so yeah um speaking of david bell another good game saturday nine catches including maybe I think the best catch I've ever seen live. I don't know how he caught that ball where he <laughs> slipped, literally then got oh, up and God. caught it. Yeah. Parallel mm-hmm. to the ground pretty much. Um, There's a great least, photo circulating Twitter that it's uh, it's got a shot of David catching the ball with the IU sideline behind him if you haven't seen it. And the expression on one of the IU assistant coaches' faces is, I mean, how everyone else probably felt when he caught the ball. Just He just had it right then and there. With the, it was a perfect picture. But, yeah, it was a hell of a catch. And our friends at Boyle Sports put the caption for that picture perfectly, saying, your face when you realize you're not going to win the bucket again for the next <laughs> 10 years and that Purdue's going to hang 60 on you next year. <laughs> I like, that's pretty good. Oh, but, God, uh, that was true. Just a phenomenal year for David. Um, yeah. Really, like, and, I mean, three-quarters of a year because he really didn't do much the first exactly, couple games. Exactly. And and Aaron, uh, tell, tell Evan and all the viewers and listeners what you're telling me before we – Start recording. Yeah, I I was telling Tanner earlier, uh, Webb, that I you know if you may think this, but I actually think this season was better than Ron Dale's season last year as freshman because you have three quarterbacks that he's went through. He didn't really yeah. put up much production those first half quarter of the year, and what he's done the last you know half of the season being the main focal point of the offense because mm-hmm. we have no run game, uh, and you know we're playing a third string quarterback. It, it's it's really impressive. I, I actually think it's better than Rondale's season. Uh, it's close. I don't know because if Rondale had more catches, but again, Rondale also played, had more opportunities at the start of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of goes back to what Tanner and I, Tanner and I were talking about. This is the game on Saturday, but I think we, we think David's a far better pass catcher. Oh, than, he's got the best than, hands. Yeah, he's got, he's got, so much, he's, yeah, he's got the best hands. Um, even this year, Rondale was struggling with some drops early in the year before he got hurt. Man, some of the plays that Rondale made, it was just stupid. Um, they, they were completely electric, but I mean, yeah. route running, I, I think he's better. Yeah, I, th- I think David definitely has him on route, just the kind of the fundamentals. I think, obviously, Rondale's the far, the superior athlete, which, I mean. They're two different players. Yeah, they're two different players. But right. yeah, but, I, I, I mean, the Ohio State game got Rondale so much notoriety. I mean, mm-hmm. Well, I would think also the kickoff game against Northwestern. Oh yeah, put him on the map. Yeah, that yeah. put him really on the map. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, but I would say Rondell's season still a little more impressive. But there's nothing taken away from David Bell's season. I mean, no. he went over a thousand yards, twelfth Purdue receiver to do that. Uh, led the Big Ten in catches as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, led tons of different statistical uh, categories as a freshman nationwide. Was tied for the team lead with Hopkins with seven touchdowns. Um, just phenomenal, and mm-hmm. I just get excited thinking about him and number four on the field at the same time next year, mm-hmm. along with a possibility of you know Malik Carr and Milton Wright, hopefully approves mm-hmm. Anderson, Anthony, maybe Sparks, Rice, Rice, Sheffield, Sheffield, Marcellus Moore, Mercy coming out of the backfield, Sullivan, 
from yeah. Texas. I mean, um, Payne Durham, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Billado, um, Miller. Miller. Oh my yeah. gosh! Wow. Yeah. I wish Hopkins mm-hmm. was back for one more year. Oh my god, yeah, I miss wow. him so much. But what a what a finale he had! Eight catches, 142 yards, two touchdowns. I was disappointed to see he wasn't a Mackey Award finalist. Oh, he but wasn't? I'm getting, I didn't see that. Uh, tight end from oh crud, tight end from Florida Atlantic. I don't remember the other two schools, but Stupid. I'm guessing that was decided a couple weeks ago before he went yeah. off against Wisconsin and Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he has a good uh, showing in numbers at the combine, senior assuming ball. he gets yeah. invited or, and, and does good senior, senior bowl, I could see a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. There's not very many like elite tight ends like we had last year with, with Noah Fant and uh, who was the other one out of Iowa? Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But he was he was awesome the other day. I just, mean, there'll be some teams that are needing some uh, vertical threat tight ends like he can be. Yeah. Um, problem is if the NFL starts moving back to a kind of a run power game like what the Ravens are doing, but that's for another, for another day. And, and I know, Aaron, you uh, mentioned this earlier, Alexander Horvath, 23 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns, easily produced best performance on the ground this year. I think that was our first 100 100- – Yard rush game of a one person yep. all season. It was, yep. it was like yep. Mike Allstad back there. It was awesome. He, he was awesome the way he ran. He did not ever want to go out of bounds. Yeah, he did have one fumble, and he dropped a two point mm-hmm. conversion, which was kind of a tough catch. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but that was the uh, first time in school history Purdue had somebody pass for over four hundred yards and rush for over one hundred fifty in the same game. Hmm. It was also oh. the third time this year. Or sorry, no, third different quarterback this year that we've had throw for 400 yards. So Fourth time this year because Sindelar went for over 500 against Vanderbilt. Oh, that's over right. Over 400 yeah. against Nevada. First team yeah. in Big Ten history to do that. Have three quarterbacks mm-hmm. throw for over 400. So cradle quarterbacks lives here yeah. for sure. Um, on the defense side of the ball, I thought Derek Barnes, I, I really thought he had a good season. He had a really mm-hmm. good bucket game, two and a half sacks. Karloftis continued his really good freshman campaign with a second and a half. He made a second team all Big Ten of the media, but he's honorable mention by the coaches. I was surprised Who? by that. Yeah. Who? Yeah, I would, I would have picked if anyone coaches would have put him in there, except for mm-hmm. not, maybe not the media. But, yeah, I just want to know who. You know, it might be Harbaugh. Yeah, he's just better didn't get him. Oh, he, he is. Because you know he could have used him during the game on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, let's pick some of the boiler breakdown favorites. Harbaugh, Fleck, Frost, <laughs> Fitzgerald. Let's take our pick. Yeah. I used God. to like Fitzgerald. But he I used to love Fitzgerald. I love the old man. Season. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Boomer. Man, but <laughs> – uh, current reference. Yeah, you just hate to see it. You hated to see Wisconsin uh, pull the plug from PJ's mm. boat and let it sink on Saturday. <laughs> oh. You hated to see the Iowa kicker um, – but, uh, he blue kisses Keith, to the, Keith, Keith Duncan. Keith Duncan, yeah. He's yeah. my new favorite player besides the Purdue <laughs> player. Blow kisses at Frost. I thought that was beautiful. Um, but uh, I'm going to hit on some of these. Uh, oh, and uh, Barnes, Holt, and Dellinger were honored, honorable mention by the coaches. And Dellinger and Trice, honorable mention by the media. Good to see Trice on there. I mean, he yeah, had, I mean, especially for him missing the last game. But, I mean, I, I think we're going to miss as much as he got 
ripped on the boards. I feel like I think we're gonna miss Ben Holt a lot. He was. I mean, the dude everywhere. was had tons yes. of tackles, which tackles is a tough stat to evaluate because yeah. sometimes that's bad if you have a lot of tackles because you're saving. They're getting through your team, getting through but, the first line. Yeah, but you know, without him, I don't know. Purdue don't win four games without him. No. No. So, um, yeah, uh, I. I agree. I mean, some of those tackles, I mean, he was getting dragged two to three yards, sometimes even five yards down the field this year, but the kid played with heart and he stepped up into a bigger role than he he came in and probably mm-hmm. thought he would have even played. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but uh, we'll talk, we'll get, we'll get into our expectation for next year real quick after these. I, I, I went back, I think I told you guys this earlier, and on our second episode, I gave Andrew and, and you, Evan, a bunch mm-hmm. of true and false questions, and I got the questions and answers written down here. Uh, the first one was, will Elijah Sindelar start all 12 games? <laughs> we all said, barring injury, yeah. true. And if he didn't, barring injury, that's a bad sign for Purdue. Yeah, well. He, he got injured. Um, the other question was also Sindelar-related, 30 or more touchdowns. We all said true, because then Andrew started saying he was talking himself into Heisman, (laughs) (laughs) which after two weeks, Sindelar was leading the country in touchdowns and passing yards. Um, It was true or false. Would Rondell Moore score more touchdowns than he did last year, which was 12? We all said false. We were all right right. because of injury. Uh, we said, would he have more yards than last year, which was 1,258? We all said false. Uh, we were right, mm-hmm. but he was leading the nation in yards after two games. Now the TCU yeah. game, he didn't do much. But um, I asked if Rondell would have a punt or kick return. Everybody said true. Uh, after that, after the Nevada game, I didn't want him back. I actually didn't want him back there to start there. the year anyways. But after yeah. the Nevada game, it kind of proved he shouldn't be back there. Asked if he'd be one of the three representatives in New York for the Heisman. We all said false. Um, oh, God. We all asked if King Do- Doru would lead the team in rushing yards. We all said true. Huh. And mm. I think he did. I'm not sure. I didn't check after uh, Horvath's performance on Saturday, but I think Doru still has more yards on the season. But it's probably pretty close. I think I think Evan's fact-checking. Yeah, yeah. I asked if Bryson Hopkins would have 10 or more touchdowns. We all said true. He came up a little uh, short uh, with seven, but we all said he'd be the leading uh, in, in touchdown uh, receptions, so we all we got that part right. Here was an uh, interesting one. You, you I've, got, got, I've got the answer, yeah. Um, King Daru led us with 451 yards. Yikes. That's not that was the lead. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, God. 130 carries, 451 yards, average of three and a half with five TDs. Uh, number two, Alexander Horvath, uh, 79 attempts for 377 yards, average of 4.8. Most can of anyone, yeah, most <laughs> um, Can we guess who number three is? How many touchdowns Horvath have? Two. Oh, both on Saturday, really? I thought he yeah. had one. Didn't he have one earlier in the year? He caught one against. Uh, oh, that's right. Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. Can anyone guess who number three for our third leading rusher? Plummer. I'd say yeah. Plummer too. <laughs> yeah. Sixty-two attempts, fifty-six. I was gonna yards. guess Sindelar because he kept running and get cussed, but. No. Yeah, we had a. Uh, we had uh, Aiden O'Connell, fifteen attempts, negative nine yards. Jackson Anthrop, twelve for forty-eight. Uh, Tario Fuller, 12 for 32. Sindelar, 12 for 29. Juwan Hewitt, 6 for 9. David Bell, 3 for 12. 
Rondell Moore, three for three. Alfred Armour, two for three. Richie Worship, one for three. Milton Wright, one for two. Yeah, I knew Richie's one carry okay. literally hurt him again. Yeah. And ended his career, which was too bad. He tried. Him yeah. and Tario both tried to battle mm-hmm. through it, but mm-hmm. just couldn't. Um, this was an interesting one. I asked if Milton Wright would lead the freshman wide receivers in yards. Andrew said false. He said David Bell, but Evan said true. Hmm. But at the time, he was the only one announced starting for the Nevada game. We, David Bell was banged up going into that game. We didn't know how much he would play. Um, I asked if George would lead the team in sacks. Evan said true. Andrew said false and Derek Barnes, and I believe they tied with seven uh, and a half. No. Or no? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Derek Barnes, George Kloff, just seven and a half each. Asked if Marcus Bailey would lead the team in tackles. <sighs> Evan said true. Andrew said false and Ben Holtwood. So hmm. Andrew was right. Um, I asked if we would beat a ranked team, and that meant a team ranked at the time. We all said true that we'd beat Nebraska. So technically we got it right. Hey, right. We beat Nebraska, and they definitely didn't joke. stay ranked. Um, hold on, quick, uh, quick trivia. Um, so Ben Holt led the team with tackles, total tackles with 114. Who's the next and what they have? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to say Jalen Graham, maybe 48. Oh, um, I have no clue. I feel like Ben Holt was there every time. Yeah. I'm going to go with Barnes with like 52. I have no idea. Tanner, you're right with Barnes, but he had 63. Well, I was out for 11. I'll take Graham, that. Graham had 37. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, Carl Loftus led the team in tackles for loss with 17. Barnes had 11. Wow. Yeah. And then the last one I had to hear, I asked if we'd go undefeated in Ross Aid, and we all said false. <laughs> so because we don't have any jumbotron. Because wistful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the jumbotron, that was the last. It's pretty sad. Evan brought this up. That was oh, the last God. game of the old jumbotron. Was in that double overtime loss. I'm Which sorry. I forgot it wasn't as old as I thought it was. For whatever reason, I mean, I guess it. I mean, the structure itself is is old, but that jumbotron has only been around since like two thousand seven. But for yeah. like. The it's still, but for like in video terms, I think Purdue bought every remaining part available yeah. <laughs> just in case it crapped out this year. I would have put money on that, it would have crapped out like that should have been <laughs> the Nebraska game, should have been true and false at the start of the year for you guys, yeah. dude. That audio was awful because I could never hear like the chicken wing challenge, the hot wing challenge. I liked seeing <laughs> yeah. it, but you couldn't tell what they were saying, it echoed so yeah. bad. Uh, but the new Jumbotron's going to look pretty cool. I don't know what that means for the future of the South End Zone and the plans and anything. A lot of people think that it's – like people are afraid that it's kind of separate. I feel it's got to be in the plans. I feel like they wouldn't do something like that yeah. invest that much without it, it being mm. – because some people are like, oh, well, now we can't have an enclosed end zone. But they're moving it forward. I know they're bringing it closer to the field. And it looks pr- – it's going to be highly elevated. So I feel like they can still get some stuff underneath it. But I don't know. It's going to be sweet, though. I, I think if the south end zone gets enclosed, it's still only going to be one level for, for yeah. fan fan experience. Oh, you don't want to make yeah. it. I don't think you want to make it two levels. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, they they tried to do. The, they were thinking about doing that back in like early two thousands, like after the breeze era when the Orton era was going on, which was cool at the time. But can you right. imagine if they would have done that during the Hazel era? <laughs> it would have looked like the Raiders Stadium, and the whole upper deck would have been tarped off. It would have been embarrassing. 
That's what they did for the Ball State Indiana game. They tarped off that entire top section of Lucas Oil. Yeah, that would have been that. Yeah, that's oh my. But uh, looking ahead to next year, um, <laughs> that schedule. Oh, well, the schedule's already up on the website. I was looking at future schedules, and they already <laughs> replaced it and have the schedule on. Uh, they start off the year with a really pivotal game. It's on September fifth at Nebraska. That's right. Where Nebraska yeah. ranked fifth, and they would have given Adrian Martinez the Heisman already. <laughs> True, according to their fans. You don't think McCaffrey would be playing over him? No. No. Mm. We got, got a good question here I want to answer before. It's from the sponsor and the owner of uh, Shroff Landscaping, Mitch Melton. Do they do something different to Mackey? I feel like the audio of Mackey has been terrible this year. I agree. I think they did do something because hmm, I've not noticed it. There's no like bass, mm-hmm. and the, yeah, the audio's way off. I don't hmm. know. I, I think they. I, I haven't seen that they announced that they did anything, but I definitely think they did something because I've noticed hmm. the difference there in that Texas game. So hmm. let's pay attention. Uh, and uh, if it's if it's fixable, hopefully they have a fix for tomorrow night. Um, yeah, against Virginia mm-hmm. because that's a key pivotal game um mm-hmm. especially on the national landscape mm-hmm. but uh yeah boilers next year open up at nebraska it's always weird to open up in a conference game but the big 10 is doing that next year is um, every team doing that so every yeah every i believe year. so i know indiana's at wisconsin but, week well, one we're, we're not the opening night game on thursday are we it's a saturday game okay but the last two years we we're supposed to start on saturday flex it to thursday and friday the past two years so mm-hmm. We'll see. And then September 12th, uh, the home opener at Ross Aid. It's band day. We bring in the Memphis Tigers, who are 11-1 and one right now on the year. They'll have a new coach, though. Yeah. They'll be in transition. I, well, I cannot – I have a hard time believing that. What's where? His, Where's he going? Where's Mike Norvell going? I don't know. Old Miss. I would say if some there's power any – five job. Yeah, some power If five there's job. any job, I would say Florida State if they want mm-hmm. them. Um. I don't know if you take Ole Miss. I mean, he's got a good thing going at Memphis. He could hold out. I mean, if Memphis beats Cincinnati this weekend, they're in the Cotton Bowl. They're in a New York Six Bowl, Mm -hmm. which is huge for that program. Some school's going to throw just a boatload of money at them. But either way, that's going to be a tough contest for Purdue. They're an air raid. And -hmm. then you go from an air raid offense to a triple option offense at Air Force the following week, who's won 10 games this year. That is going to be a tough matchup. Because, yeah, I don't know how you're going to – the scout team they're gonna have. I don't know how they're gonna. They're not gonna be able to run that very well because they no. never ran it. So, no. Well, not only not only that. I mean, I mean, our weakest part's gonna be the interior of our defense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll be handing straight up in the middle with the H back, and then we'll. I mean, they'll be pushing the outsides of our defense. I mean, it, it's just gonna be a hard matchup. That'll mm-hmm. be neat though, because at least since I've been watching, Purdue's never played a academy school. We haven't so, played Air Force before, mm-mm. at least recently. I thought we had. Hmm. And then on uh, September 26th, we finish our home and home with Boston College. We travel to Boston College, who will have a new coach, even though they are bowl eligible. They fired their coach after seven years. I was surprised by that. I don't know. It, it sounds like Ohio State's linebackers coach might be the next coach there. I think he played there. I don't know what his name well, is. 
Well, at least Dylan won't be back next year for them. So. Yeah, he's sitting out the bowl game. Sounds like he's got to jump pro. So, even though Purdue shut him down last year, yeah. But mm-hmm. then Purdue welcomes Rutgers on uh, October 10th after a bye week. The first time Rutgers is coming to Ross Eight, at least since they joined the Big Ten. They hired a new coach, Greg Schiano, their old coach. Uh, a couple coaches removed is back. Eight year, thirty-two million dollar deal with the promise of a football only practice facility. And maybe some other demands. I know originally he wanted a private jet and a bunch of oh other things. God. That's why they didn't come to agreement originally. There were some other things in there. So it, like, this isn't the Big East, like we were talking. No. Yeah. Oh, it's the Big yeah. East. It's just now the Big Ten East. Welcome <laughs> yeah. to the Big Ten East. Now you get to play Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Indiana, well, someone, and Maryland every year. I saw someone say, because I think I heard it on the Hammer and Rails podcast too, but now Greg Shiong gets to face Rondell Moore again in West Lafayette, but this time with Rutgers players rather than Ohio State <laughs> players. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even the program that he built when he had a good program in the Big, big East, the players that he had on that team, they were, they were all NFL stars. I mean, both McCourty brothers, Sanu, and then Rice. That's a good point, Aaron. That's, I, that's a really good point. I mean, there's nothing on that team. <laughs> Make sure to see if they get anyone to flip. I know there's been some talks of potential, especially with with Purdue. More Michael Limo and Max know. Melton. Stay yeah, away. The, uh, the, the Kane kid, the defensive back, uh, he's from Jersey as well. Well, they're, but, they're running back also redshirted like partway after Ash got fired. And I think yeah. the quarterback did too. So, I mean, they'll both come back next year. Yeah. But I'm but they, I mean, a lot of those, some of the guys that they have family members on the team. So that's about the only thing that worries me. But I feel like if they, I mean, that would have been a draw in the first place anyway. So hopefully. Shiano reportedly, the wheels were in motion for this while. Reportedly, he had been recruiting for 2020 weeks ago if not months ago already. And he had a list of a hundred guys he came in with that. He wanted to go after that were either committed elsewhere or in a transfer portal or Juco. So mm-hmm. he had a plan coming in. Yeah. What he wanted to do. So it'll be interesting. They can't get worse. No. Um, oh, they can. You, you don't win a game. Well, yeah, but Jeff Brom's only one against them. That's true. Oh my. Uh, then, the following weekend is the battle for the Cannon Trophy, October 17th over in Champaign, Illinois. Purdue's without all three of their rivalry trophies. They're looking to get two back next year. Then October 24th, uh, Jeff Brom and the Boilermakers go up to Ann Arbor to play the Michigan Wolverines and our buddy Jim Harbaugh. Maybe we can complain about their visiting locker room. Uh, I'm sure there's nothing to complain about. I'm sure it's very nice. Um, then uh, homecoming games on Halloween. We uh, get old man Fitzgerald. And Northwestern comes to town. Yes. And then on November 7th, we have to row our boats up to Minneapolis to play Minnesota. <laughs> if and he's PJ there. Play. If he's there. Yeah. Uh, um, I think I think now he'll be there just because of – if he would have made the Big Ten Championship and they somehow mm-hmm. beat Ohio State. Oh, The thing is, there's not a lot of big jobs open. No. Florida State mm-hmm. really right now. UFC's not open yet. Contrary of those reports, they did not yeah. fire Clay Hilton yet. I don't so, think they will fire Hilton. I don't either. I think they gets one more year. Um, and Tennessee's not going to be open. Pruitt's done a good job. Yeah, he got them both around. So then November 14th, we host our favorite Wisconsin. Um, looking to snap that streak. At least hopefully Jonathan Taylor's gone. And then senior day is against Iowa on November 21st. And then a rematch down in Bloomington for the Old Oak and Bucket on November 28th. So not the easiest schedule by Mm -hmm. any means for Purdue for 2020. Mm -hmm. No. 
No. But I mean, should be hopefully some fun games to watch. If they stay healthy, I think yeah. they should be pretty good. I, I yeah. think it'll be another step in the right direction, but I mean, it, it's got to be because that 2021 schedule is brutal. Now, say 2021. Uh, Notre Dame's back on the schedule. We go oh, to the shoot. Right. Uh, oh, oh Penn God. State's at home. Um, I forget. Go to UConn. Yes, we go to UConn. Oh. Well, Open up whatever. Oregon State at home that year. Jeez. Then we have another non-con because we it was all Power Five non-cons. Be, well, oh, besides nice. UConn, but the, the independent or whatever <laughs> they are. Um, I kind of forgot they had a football program. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I, I don't know I how much they have sports anymore. Have a program. <laughs> Um, I thought the NCAA vacated all their national yeah. titles in basketball. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm pulling up the future schedule. Yeah, I didn't realize 2021 we were going to the shoe and we had Notre Dame back on the schedule. I forgot that. It's had Notre Dame for a year and then they drop off Notre Dame and then they hop back on for like six straight years. That's um, right. 2021 we open up with Oregon State at home, at UConn, at Notre Dame, Illinois home, Minnesota home, at Ohio State, Nebraska at home. At Iowa, Michigan State at home, not Penn State. Okay. At Wisconsin, at Northwestern, Indiana. And then just looking way in the future, it is just fun looking at some matchups. 2022, we go at Syracuse, Hmm. and we host Florida Atlantic. I doubt Lane Kiffin's still there. God, I hope he is. Um, Also host Indiana State. That's Hmm. weird. And we open up at home against Penn State to open up the season. Don't Uh, like that. In 2023, we go. We host Fresno State. Uh, finish our home and home with Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech, and host Syracuse. We 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 did the Virginia Tech at home in 2014, 15, 14, 15, 15, 15, 15. Yep, Hazel years. Yep. And then Notre Dame comes back on the schedule from 2024 through 2028. Okay. Is Brian Kelly still there? No. If he gets past next year, it'd be amazing because he'd be the longest tenured Notre Dame coach in years. Uh, and then we go to Oregon State in 2024, so that's a home and home with them. Uh, we have UConn at home in 2025. So home and home. We have Wake Forest at home in 2026, and go to Wake Forest in 2028. And then 2029, we go at Vanderbilt. 2030 <laughs> at TCU. 2033 and 34, we go at Ole Miss and Ole Miss at home. So it's crazy to look way for the yeah. uh, future. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Evan, your dad was no, where's Andrew? He only tunes in for Andrew. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a great, that's a, that's a great comment, but, and there, there's some love for special guest, Aaron Lynch. Appreciate so. it, Harry. Uh, you guys want to pick some conference championship games real quick before we talk basketball? Sure. We don't Actually, have- before we, we start, I, I want to oh. ask you guys a question. Sure. Does, does Brom feel a little heat on the uh, seat next year? If, if he does, it's stupid. If they don't make a bowl game, barring yeah. like – Yeah, more I, yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a game of the year. Even no, if not at the beginning. Okay. Even if there's a lot of injuries – yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of money. I mean, next year you're paying a lot of money, and next year you're you've pretty much got. I mean, I guess the, his first recruiting class. I mean, I guess his technical first wasn't really his because he came in so late in December. Mm-hmm. But next year you've got pretty much your guys. I mean, yeah, the, mm-hmm. Rondale, the Rondell class. I mean, those all are going to be juniors or redshirt sophomores. So you mm-hmm. hope the offensive line is going to be pretty much all him. Um, 
obviously last year's class are going to be sophomores or redshirt freshmen. I, th- I mean, I think we're still going to be, we're going to have a lot of young guys. I know. And um, it's a tough schedule. Well, we went yeah. over, I mean, and mm-hmm. got to get off the hot start, but he's on three and, in openers, yeah, I think that's where the, the whole buying thing comes in because this offseason is so important for those guys to get healthy, but also mm-hmm. just we just need to get bigger. You can't yeah, lay an egg against no. Rutgers like they did Nevada. No. That's what just, if, if anything, next year I'd like to see him not lose a, a game where it's like, what the hell just happened? Like, exactly. type of game, like, mm-hmm. like a Rutgers game in Eastern Michigan. He's mm-hmm. like a Nevada, he's that one every single yep. year. So, I like to eliminate that because I mean, that's what I mean, we, we rag on Indiana, but they didn't have that at all this year. I mean, they, they, they beat everybody, they took care of the people they were supposed to beat, or at least yep. you know, were you know, pretty close with. And, um, and yeah, and that's where the difference is right now between the two is they can take care of the ones that they're supposed to, and we haven't yet, we haven't proven it, anyways. Well, that's why they're spil- building a Tom Allen statue outside Memorial Stadium <laughs> right now. <laughs> I kid a little bit, a little. Hey, oh. if they win a bowl game, win their ninth. Oh, watch out. Mm-hmm. They, might they, they will him. erect the uh, limestone <laughs> statue for him. His, his face might be on midfield next year. Tom <laughs> <laughs> Allen Memorial Field next year. Um, oh, I, I just asked a question because, you, you know, we look at Brom's record and, and he's doing great in the recruiting trail. But, I mean, if he goes six and six, you know, six, seven, seven and six, I mean, he's got a similar record to Hope. Oh, I, I right. know. He, right, yeah. he would be. I think if he goes six and six or five and seven, he's right there with his. And, yeah. and we're, I think I mean, we got to get seven regular season wins next year. I think if like, they stay healthy, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think I mean you know looking back, I think we could have been pretty good this year if we would have stayed healthy. Yeah. But injuries happen. They're just not like this though. Not right. Every pivotal position, two players on one play. <laughs> mm-hmm. But starting after this podcast, I am putting 2019 season out of my memory, and I'm focusing on mm-hmm. 2020. So hopefully a lot of the fans do the same. So uh, conference championship week, uh, got an interesting one Friday night, Pac-12, number 13, Oregon, against number five, Utah. Utah's six-and-a-half-point favorite. Going to go with the Utes. I mean, they're going to try to put up style points to try to get into the four spot. I mean, because whatever happens in the SEC championship game, Georgia gets bounced. they got to be ready. And, mm-hmm. be, and be impressive to the committee yeah, to show they, got, they deserve it. They got me more impressive than Oklahoma or Baylor. Um, mm-hmm. They really needed Oregon not to slip up to Arizona State two weeks ago. That hurt them. Yeah. The other issue for them is uh, they both – both them and Oklahoma played UCLA, and Oklahoma destroyed UCLA. Um, so, True. I mean, Very that's that's the commonality between Utah and Oklahoma. Very good point. So, uh, I like the Utes. I've liked them all year long. I love their defense. Uh, I think Hunley is a good quarterback. Um, I'm taking the Utes. I'm going to go Oregon. Just be different. Pulling right. Andrew. <laughs> then you got the Pac-12. Pac-12. Big 12 game <laughs> uh, at noon on Saturday. Number seven, Baylor. Number six, Oklahoma. Rematch of a game day game a few weeks ago at Baylor, which was a classic. I love Jalen Hurts. I'll go OU. I want, I, want, I want Oklahoma in the playoff. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to have them against Alabama, but that's not going to happen anymore. But Him and C.D. Lamb are, are magical, yeah. I think. It could happen if Baylor beats them. They could be in the power or the New Year's Six, but if uh, Baylor yeah. got in the playoff, yeah. they, could, they could put Alabama in that's true. And, uh, Oklahoma. But I think Oklahoma wins about a close game. I think this Baylor team's really good. Mm-hmm. Look for Matt Rule to possibly get a look at an NFL job next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He was all he almost became the Jets coach. Um Do you think it's in state too? Maybe. Uh I was thinking maybe uh maybe Cleveland if Kitchens is gone. Really? Maybe. Mm, interesting. Carolina fired Ron uh, Rivera today, so that think Jerry's gonna be at that game. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in his home yeah, place. Yeah. Um Let's see, uh, Cincinnati and Memphis. This is literally Ooh, a rematch yeah. of the same game played this past week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Memphis is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to go with Memphis. I mean, they're rolling. I think it's hard to beat the same team two weeks in a row. I'm going Cincinnati. Luke Fickle, Marcus Freeman, huh? <laughs> I like I like Memphis. I, Does I've Fickle get a look at anywhere, you think? I don't know. Uh, I heard Boston College was rumored, but it sounds like that job's already yeah. kind of and I don't think that's a step up from Cincinnati. No, I don't think it is. I mean, yeah, uh, you're going to Power 5, but... I, he's yeah. comfortable in Ohio. He recruits well he, in Ohio. Yeah. No. Do you I think if uh, Chip Kelly gets let go, he gets a look at UCLA? I think Chip's safe. You do? hmm Okay. But maybe. Um, you know, the interesting one, you brought up Brian Kelly earlier. There's reports that Florida State's interested in, interested in Brian Kelly if he'd be willing to leave Notre Dame. Yikes! I mean, I guess if he, if he just wants out, then I'm telling you, know, if that happens, watch out for PJ Fleck another I, day. I want that so badly. Could you yeah. imagine Lynch him putting row the boat on those gold helmets? <laughs> God, <laughs> no, no, no as a leprechaun. <laughs> so, God, he literally, oh man, you rock like, and roll over his grave if he put row the boat on the back of those helmets. On the back, I'm thinking right on the side. <laughs> I want it so badly because I, I don't know if I'll ever hate a coach more. Oh, no. That, my hatred for Notre Dame would skyrocket more than it already yeah. is. SEC championship number four, Georgia. Number two, LSU. LSU is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia is without their leading wide receiver in yards and touchdowns for the first half due mm. to the fight he got in against Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love I love this LSU team. They are, they are so fun to watch. Joe Burrow is phenomenal. Yeah, I think I think they cover. No, I'm I'm picking Georgia this defense. Okay, okay. This is going to be the best defense uh, besides Auburn um, that LSU's played against. I wow. mean, this is better than Alabama. Uh, and the offense for I mean DeAndre Swift is going to make enough plays uh, for and the receivers will make enough plays for Jake Fromm that. I mean, Georgia will win this and get into the playoff. Ooh-wee. That is bold. Yeah. Uh, I'm I also taking... hate the fact that I even can say I love an SEC team just because it – Coach O. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah, taking... Coach o, yeah. I'm taking the Bayou Bengals in LSU in the cover. Burrow's going to win the Heisman. He's We'll see what he does in the playoffs, and then he's going to go to mm. the Cincinnati Bengals next year. As number one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> Number 23, Virginia, against number three, Clemson, AC championship game. Clemson's a 29-point favorite. It's stupid. Clemson. Yeah. I don't think they cover either. I mean, no. that's a slap in the face to Virginia. My Lord. He's also but ranked. I think mm-hmm. Clemson has to win this game, whereas I think LSU and Ohio State still make the playoff no matter what happens in their games. Yeah. I, yeah. Clemson has to win. I think they have to win. I think they have to win. They're kind of they've been doing where they've been just destroying everybody, kind of to prove a point. I think they have to win big. I'm not saying they have to cover, but I think they have to win 
three touchdowns. I don't see any team jumping an undefeated Clemson. Team. I don't either. I'm, you, no, I think Clemson's but... easily – they've locked up that three spot unless LSU loses yeah. or Ohio State somehow does. And number eight, Wisconsin. Number one, Ohio State. Ohio State's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Go ahead. Go ahead, Webb. I think Ohio State covers. This Ohio State team is stupid. They're it's... really, really good. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Ohio State's going again win by yeah they're they're going to win by thirty at least thirty. <laughs> oh my god! And Justin Fields, this is going to be a Heisman moment. I you can't. I mean, one game against Bama, you're going to put Burrow. And, yeah, Burrow's been amazing. Yeah, He's been year. amazing, oh, but <laughs> it, that that one game, it wasn't even near as like Johnny Football was. No, that wasn't no. A Johnny. No, football but game, that's but... kind of what they were comparing on the telecast. I mean, Justin yeah. Fields has just been as good. Oh, yeah. and he's been good, but not yeah. as good as Burrow. I mean, I would say Fields and Hurts at Oklahoma have been neck and neck. Yeah. What oh, Fields did last week of Ann Arbor was was really oh, good. Oh, it was impressive. I mean, that, that, and I am so sick of them making a big deal of that rivalry every year, calling it the game. <laughs> no. It's just a, it hasn't been a game in like years. I mean, it, they've won like three times in the last 20 years. Yeah. Man. So... But uh, yeah, so it's, it's gonna be a week of championship games to watch. Maybe next year we'll be previewing uh, Purdue and Indy next year. That'd be fun. That'd One be can amazing. Dream, right? We can dream. But we can uh, dream. let's get on to some basketball. We got a few games to recap. Purdue is in the Emerald Emerald Coast Classic. I'm glad I don't say that anymore. <laughs> um, they played VCU on Friday night. Got a W, fifty nine fifty six. Then lost. Another overtime game on Saturday. I vote mm-hmm. to cancel overtimes. Yep. Um, 63-60 in overtime to Florida State. Uh, going to Friday's game against VCU, Purdue shot 41% from the field, 4 of 16 from behind the arc, ugly 19 of 29 from the line, 18 turnovers, but VCU had 21 turnovers. Uh, Jihad Proctor and Eric Hunter Jr. both had 12, and Travion Williams had 10. And then on Saturday against Florida State, Purdue shot 34% from the field. Florida State shot shot a hair better at 38%. Purdue was 5 for 24, yeah, from behind the arc. 13 of 17 from behind the line, but 24 turnovers Mm -hmm. for the Boilermakers. Uh, Matt Harms led the team in scoring with 16 points. He also added eight boards. John Proctor, 12 points. Eric Hunter, 10 points. Trayvon Williams, 8 points and 7 rebounds. And Florida State only had 13 turnovers. Their defense was suffocating. suffocating. I thought both yeah. defenses mm-hmm. pressure the ball unlike anything Purdue will see all year. Oh, yeah, which we'll is great. great. It was we'll great. a great for... defensive team tomorrow night in Virginia, yeah. but a different style of defense. It's not going to be a full-court pressure. Press no. Like VCU was. And yeah. I, I don't think we're ever going to see that length in the Big Ten that Florida State oh. had. Not. We had the same thing last year. That was, I mean, they yeah. gave us – It's a bad matchup. And, yeah. and Purdue – should have had him last year. Could have had him this year. Up seven yeah. in the second half. VCU was more back and forth all night long. Um, yeah. Two guys that got to get it going, and I think we can all three agree. Uh, no Jelly Eastern and, and Aaron Wheeler. They, they had, had a horrible horrible weekend. Weekend. They had a horrible weekend. Um, yeah, I've been disappointed. I, I, you know, before the season, I was definitely driving the Aaron Wheeler bandwagon, but he just hasn't produced like I was hoping. He's been doing really well. Aside from scoring, I feel like I think he's done well defensively. He's had some good blocks. He's done a lot with rebounding, but I just feel like he's not—he's not as aggressive as I'd like to see him with that with that type of length uh, mm-hmm. on offense. And, and, and 
Did you see Painter's uh, comments after the game on on Sunday Mm -hmm. in regards to Wheeler? Mm-mm. I mean, he he thinks it's just a matter of time before the shot, shots start falling. Oh yeah, um, I agree too. Yeah, I think it's just, a lot of those guys too. Which I think we're just. A, I mean, as we've heard, like Brian Newbert from Golden Black say, we've got a lot of great shooters. We're just unproven. I feel like it's just it's just a matter of time before those shots start to fall. Right, and but I, I I'm impressed with the, you know the work Wheeler's put in the offseason on the other mm-hmm. parts of his game, and it's Absolutely. definitely starting to show because mm-hmm. you know you can't get him off the court. I mean, even though he is average 25 minutes, but. You know, he, he's definitely going to be there in crunch time as we go down into deep into Big Ten play. So, uh, but on the flip side, no Joe Eastern. All we saw all offseason was all the work he's putting in, and we haven't seen it. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think with him is just the confidence. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had – I mean, he had a decent look early in the – I can't remember if it was VC or Florida. So he had a decent I think open Florida look. Florida State, I think. Maybe. Yeah, it just didn't go in. I think it's one of those things where I think hopefully you just see a couple fall and that boosts his confidence. I mean, he, I mean, we were kind of in the same boat last year was his free throws were atrocious. And then it was kind of like around that Christmas break time mm-hmm. where he, he got to go home and kind of just work by himself. And that's where we kind of saw the confidence come. And because the big thing with mm-hmm. him is, as we saw last year, was as his free throw – as he as he got better at free throws, he was more aggressive on the offensive end because he could get mm-hmm. fouled. And we knew, like, it got to the point where I was more confident in him to hit a free throw than like Ryan Klein. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, with Virginia coming I up know. tomorrow. Come I was, on, I man. About it. Bad memories. <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's kind of where it's hindering him right now is the fact that he's not being aggressive because he, I don't think he wants to go to the line. I think that's the big thing. I think he's uh, avoiding yeah. going to the line as much as possible. I mean, he freaking airballed a free throw the other day. Uh, without a dribble. He didn't <laughs> dribble on that one. He like caught, yeah. I think he was trying to shoot as quick as he yeah, could. I think, yeah, I think that's the thing. It looked like some of our teammates at intramurals in college. <laughs> <laughs> but, but regardless, I mean, he's great on defense. He's a good rebounder. But you can't go back-to-back games and only shoot two times. Zero yeah. points. Mm-hmm. You we have to have him on defense, but it's got to the point where Painter's starting to sub him offense, defense, and sometimes it's oh. mm-hmm. not going to work out in your favor because we're not going to be able to get him on the court for defense, and that could come back to bite us. You, you can't have him or Travion right now on the floor late no. in games. Oh, no, 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 no. They're both Travion's just, very good offensively. He's just a terrible free throw shooter right oh, now. Oh, gosh. Him, his, his free throws at the line are atrocious. I, I think yeah. he's 10 for 24 this year. That's that's bad. Sounds about right. And, and, and Matt Painter was asked about free throw shooting. He said they practice it a bunch, just like every team in America. I hate that question. Do you guys practice free throws? A freaking yeah. course they practice free throws. I hate that question. But, <laughs> but interesting thing, I think I read this correctly. He made a comment that kind of stood out to me. He kind of said the guys aren't working on it on their own like previous teams. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I on the guys. Get your butt yeah. in the gym and work on it. Yeah, I think that just comes from leadership, which we kind of thought going into the year. I mean, we don't have the leaders like we had Klein and Grady last year. I mean, those guys, you know, Grady's back as a you know a coach, but really goes so goes he so he did far. say how he did give a compliment of Eastern and Harms said those are our leaders and they're doing a great job of leading. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. I I don't know, but but maybe they need to shoot more free throws, and if they miss, you run stairs, touch top of Mackey, you're back down. I don't know. Gene Katie would have them do it. Yeah, but you could do a lot of things back then that you can't anymore. I mean, yeah. if, if if Katie was on the bus ride home or the plane ride home from Marquette, Katie would have stopped in some abandoned gym and made him practice at three in the morning after the way they shot free throws the up woods. there. Yeah, so. would have stopped mm-hmm. in the woods near Valpo and unlocked, <laughs> had Robbie unlocked the gym at Valpo High School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still think this Purdue team's a tournament team. Mm-hmm. I still think they got potential. 
but it does make me a little worrisome already that they've lost some games they could have had and are blown some chances at some resume quality wins. Mm-hmm. Not that they're having bad losses, even though I'm a little afraid the Marquette one might turn into kind of a bad loss. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's all that's going to be. Do you think great. that's going to turn into a bad loss? Yeah, I don't I'm, think I'm I, 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 I might be surprised if Marquette makes tournament. Marcus Howard's putting up. And, oh, he is. Right, yeah, but, I mean, he, I, I think he might carry, you know, single-handedly carry them through a Big East tournament like Kemba and Shabazz uh, Napier did. Gonna, I think it's going to take them to, to yeah. run deep because, I mean. Maryland waxed them. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Them. I I'm not too worried just yet, just because I I I can't, I'm feeling a, a lot how I felt last year, which was these games suck that we're losing, but we're close. It's not like we're getting aside from the Marquette game, which was you know a shooting oh for a million in the second half. We were there, like we're real close. You know, just a couple things here and there of you know shots weren't falling or just stupid turnovers in key situations. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of those things can be fixed. Um we're definitely far better defensive team than we were last oh, yeah. year. Oh, obviously a step back offensively, but I just feel like we're still trying to figure out. We got a lot of guys trying to figure out new roles and, you know, we get thrown into probably the, the two most hectic defenses. We we're going to play all season until probably the tournament again, if we make the tournament. Um, but I think, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot like last year where we take our lumps, but I think it's just going to pay dividends. Hopefully. I mean, again, it, I think it comes down to, you know, if the guys are willing to put in the extra work, um, like the guys did last year. So but I'm not too worried just yet. I just feel like it's going to be a lot of hopefully just figuring things out. Um, I think we're, I think we're close. Cause I mean, we almost had again, Florida state again, just like we had last year. It was just a couple stupid turnover I and mean, a lot of stupid turnovers, mm-hmm. but it's not like we were, you know, I, I, I didn't even, I know Brian Newbert even said, he goes, he thought Florida state was going to run us out of the gym, which I was a little worried about going to the game too, because I knew their defense was good and they, they love to get up and run. And that's not what we've been this year. I was like, man, if this turns to attract me, we're not going to do well. I just think Matt's too good of a coach now, too experienced to get around with the gym too many times. I mean, it'll oh, happen yeah. once mm-hmm. in a while. Oh, yeah. It's basketball, but somebody gets hot and mm-hmm. you can't do anything yeah, about you, it. Yeah, you can't year. do anything about it, but I, I, I agree with you, Evan. I, I think you uh, alluded to this on one of the earlier podcasts. Uh, this is the most complete team. I mean, we're just missing a few shots falling here and there. And I mean, this team looks better, you know, in the non-con than, you know, last year's team. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we already have a quality win against VCU. Um, you know, if we can steal one tomorrow, whew, yeah, uh, you know, it gets the guys' confidence up. And then you mm-hmm. got Northwestern at home Sunday. You should beat them, and you should mm-hmm. win at Nebraska next Sunday. So. Yeah, and then I mean, and then we play. You know, Ohio game is kind of uh, that could be a trap. Yeah, that's a trap yeah. one before mm-hmm. going the Crossroad Classics against, against Butler. An undefeated Butler team. Yeah, right now. good, and they're winning right now. Annoying. So, and then we Andrew's I, not here. I can call them annoying. <laughs> And then, you know, we'll, we have Michigan early in the, you know, when yeah. conference play jumps back up. So, you know, we can get some quality wins here. And, and I mean, our resume is going to be, you know, uh, yeah, right point. there to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But we just need shots to fall. And I, mm-hmm. I agree with Painter in his press conference on Sunday. You know, once those start falling, these guys start getting confidence. You know, we you're, the defense is way ahead of the offense, and he never thought that would be possible. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm very impressed with our defense, like especially against, like, because Florida State, they were all about getting up and running, and we slowed that tempo mm-hmm. down. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the slow tempo anymore. Just I got so I got it was so much fun to watch last year's team just run and gun. But I mean, mm-hmm. you got to play to the strength of your team, and we're kind of a, definitely a post heavy team as of right now. I mean, that could change, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your statement you made. Uh, this team does remind me of that 2015 team with Rayfield Davis Thank and you. AJ Hammond. Mm-hmm. So you were right on the point with that. 
Yeah. And, and, and let's talk about some guys who I think are playing. I think Jahad Proctor's playing well. He's I think, my favorite player right now. Um, Eric Hunter Jr., man, he's, he's approved he's my a favorite lot. Player. He's aggressive. I, it's got to be one of those two guys. I think we've, I've seen a lot of people talk about, oh, we have no alpha. We have not, which is very true. I mean, mm-hmm. last year we had the most yeah, alpha yeah. of alpha males last year, but it's got, I think it's got to be one of those two guys. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not, I mean, I'd love to see Nogel do it, but um, I think just from a scoring capacity, it's got to be Hunter. Mm-hmm. I think his limitations are obviously his size. Proctor, I'm wondering if it's maybe he's just hesitant because it's, you know, the new guy type scenario. I yeah. have no idea, but. I think he's the guy who can do it just because he's got the build. He's not quick, but he can bully his way into the lane. Hopefully um, it's gotta be one of those two guys who just kind of just say, screw it. I'm taking over sort of thing. And, I, and I, I thought Isaiah Thompson played pretty well. Oh, he yeah. belongs. Yeah. I think, I mean, I was like, dang, I mean, I, I was like, I want him out there more than I want no gel out there. I, man. I mean, he's not the defender. He's actually no. not doing bad defensively, no. but he's, he's small, he's fearless. but I mean, he's, he'll, he's yeah. fearless. He can knock yeah. down open shot. Um, I think he's got a green light whenever he wants it's later. In his career, yeah, by he's the way. he's, he's mm-hmm. moving towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha, that wasn't a good matchup for him Saturday with him no. shooting bad. That mm-hmm. He wasn't quick enough to keep no. up with those Florida state guys, but you know, he usually shoots better at home, so hopefully tomorrow mm-hmm. night he can get some looks, get it going. He had a good game against Texas. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Purdue's going to need him. Purdue just needs yeah. some guys that consistently can knock down a couple jumpers in a row. Yep. They just don't have that right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be – I think you got to have, like, Sasha and Wheeler as the guys who can mm-hmm. space the floor a little bit. And then, you know, Proctor and Hunter knock down the occasional three. You know, even have Matt Harms a hit one against VCU, which if we can, if he can, yeah, can nice little know, pick and pop. Yeah, I think yeah. So that's gonna be if he can hit that consistently, that can open up a lot for the offense. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I love Williams his, his offense, but the problem is whatever he, he gets on offense, he gives up on defense. He's just he's too slow and deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not the best defender. But I mean, he's I love his offense a lot. I think sometimes he gets a little yeah. too fancy at times, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of yeah, he kind of that's why I'm not a fan of playing Harms and. Uh, Williams, Williams. It's, it's too much. Yep. Should we preview tomorrow's game then? Yeah. Uh, we play Virginia, who's ranked number fifth in the country, defending national champions. Of course, I don't have to remind Purdue fans of that. It's still the most heartbreaking loss ever. And, and really, looking back on which I, I will never watch that game again, but it was just, one of the. Best know, I was just, I was watching the. I was watching the Louisville Michigan game right before we get on. I turned it on. I was like, Oh, Louisville, that's a great arena. I was like, Oh crap. That's uh, why I know that. <laughs> I, I mean, I just vividly those last seconds of regulation are in my head yep. forever. So. Yep. But uh, so it's not a rematch. I don't like how yeah. fans are. I, yeah, to that. No. I hate how they call it. Oh, like, you know, Purdue, Purdue get no. revenge. It's yeah. like, I, okay. you ask Virginia, it's like they would lose that game 50 times mm-hmm. if it meant them getting a berth, even just to the final four, like, mm-hmm. it, exactly. let alone national championships. Like, yeah, yeah. no way. No, yeah. I mean, that was a Virginia team that was Dusty. They should have lost the Elite Eight, Final Four, and Championship. They were mm-hmm. down all three of them with 12 seconds left and won every single game. Um, but, Virginia leads all-time series against Purdue 2-1. to one. That's including last year's Elite Eight. Purdue beat them in the Big Ten ACC Challenge in 2006. Terrence mm-hmm. Crump, 61-59 over a number 25-ranked Virginia team. And I couldn't believe I remember watching this other game. Back in 2000, Purdue lost at a number 21 Virginia, 98-79. Don't remember that. Nope. So that was the year that, after was, Purdue I, made the Elite Eight. And, uh <laughs> But they weren't very good that next year, and they had a really good guard. I think his last name was Hand. 
Hmm. Um, I don't know how I remember this. I, I was at that 06 game. I was, I was right behind the basket, that crumpet, that floater yep. to win the game. That kind of was Painter's first big win at Purdue. Yeah. And yep. kind of started putting the wheels in motion of the program, mm-hmm. getting back on good graces. So it'll be a great atmosphere tomorrow night. It's a t-shirt game. So wear a t-shirt mm-hmm. if you're there. It's yeah. on your seat. Wear the sneaker <laughs> thing. Um, they're all an extra large. We're six and one in t-shirt games. Yep. Saw that today. Which one did we lose? I think we lost the one w- was when we were there against Ohio State. We had a t-shirt game when we were there. We had a, yeah, we had, we had a yeah. I know we had one against Boston College, but I don't remember. I, I thought there was one against Ohio State where I swore it was Ohio State. Was it? Or am I thinking yeah. of a different? different I don't game? even. I don't even know. How because to I thought it, it was when we we had Ronnie and Tyrone. <laughs> I don't remember. I try to put those years out of my mind, dude. <laughs> Yeah. The Hazel era, I just well, to put that whole. This decade's been a really black decade for Purdue sports. Yes, had its ups and downs for sure. Yeah, but it's almost twenty twenty. So yeah, um, yes, but go keep going with tomorrow's night's game. Sorry. Yeah, I I didn't write down any stats or anything for Virginia. I mean, they returned. I believe they're out of. I think they're missing their leading score. Kenny's last name's Key. It could be wrong. I thought Diakite was their leading scorer. I saw something the other day that they're they could be without their leading scorer. Let's see, Virginia basketball. Braxton Key is out. Um, Diakite's not. Braxton, yeah, Braxton Keys, their guys is out. Their guard. Yeah, I, I swear I saw someone say that he was their leading scorer. Uh, I, it's oh, Di- nope. yep, it's Diakite. Right. Yeah, yeah, thirteen point nine points a game. He's gonna get booed out of a building when he gets oh announced. So is guard too. Yeah, uh, uh, Clark. I Clark. Yeah, Clark, yeah. yeah. Uh, a quick and update. He's averaging ten point three. So he's our second leading scorer. Uh, qu- quick update so far for the challenge. Good night so far for the Big Ten. Northwestern went on the road to Boston College and won eighty two sixty four. Iowa went on the road into Syracuse, won eighty or sixty eight fifty four. Um, Louisville is up 10 on Michigan under five minutes to play. Florida State's up four on Indiana, just about five minutes into the game. Rutgers is up one on Pittsburgh, four minutes into the game. Duke and Michigan State tip off here in about 15 minutes. Then tomorrow night, you got Purdue and Virginia. We'll preview, we'll pick that game here in a bit, but let's go ahead and pick these, address these real quick. Then we'll call it a call the podcast. Uh, Nebraska at Georgia Tech tomorrow night. I don't know nothing about Georgia Tech, but I'm picking them because Nebraska is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Georgia Tech too. I, I will too. Uh, Notre Dame six and one at eight and zero number three Maryland. The right. spread on this is like nine and a half. I know nothing about Notre Dame, but I would have figured there was a lot more than that. So is Notre Dame decent? Which is six so- and one. They lost at Carolina to start the yeah. year, and then they haven't really played anybody. I'll pick Maryland. I, I think Maryland wins easily. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Maryland did struggle against Harvard. (laughs) Maryland did not look good against Harvard um, this past week. I mean, they they definitely did struggle. Cohen bailed them out, and so did Wiggins. Fair enough. Wake Forest at 6-1 Penn State. Pat Chambers gets it done. I like Penn State. Yeah. What's his face? Um, Who's the guy at Penn State who's still there? Uh, Chambers or um, Stevens? Yeah, Steven, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have a – I think he'll be ah, – is he going to be first, first team Big Ten this year? I, I, would, I, would, I, I would assume so. Yeah. Good conference yeah. year. 
Yeah, Penn State wins. Tough game for Russell Wilson to pick here. You got four and three Wisconsin at five and two NC State. I am not a believer in this Wisconsin team. Of course, I know we're going to have a struggle game against them up in Madison, but I'm going to go with NC State. I'm going to go with Wisconsin and a whole pack of Badgers. <laughs> I'll go with NC State. This uh, flopping rule is killing Davidson, and I love That's it. That's true. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, then you got the nightcap tomorrow night's 7-0, number 6, Ohio State. Yeah, they're ranked 6 now at number 7, 6-1, North Carolina. I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. Ooh. Ooh. I know nothing about them. I've watched a little bit of North Carolina. Uh, obviously, uh, whoa, oh, God, what's his name? Um, Cole Anthony. Anthony is He's a beast. He's really good, but uh, I think uh, Eiler's favorite coach gets it done. Ohio State's young, but they do have sauce. Um, I'm going yeah, with the Tar Heels, though. I think it'll be a tough road trip for these young guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was watching uh, Michigan and UNC last week and at the Atlantis tournament. I swore I, I thought Luke May was still there. Uh, <laughs> in UN, there in U- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to Cole Anthony. He is the real deal in yeah. North Carolina. They, they bounce back and, and take it to the Buckeyes. Is he number one pick or is LaMelo Ball the number one pick? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you are the NBA expert. How about the kid from Memphis? That's Wiseman. Can't play right now. Wiseman, uh, Kionis or whatever. No, no, no Wiseman. Wiseman. Oh, duh. It, it, wow. It it's literally going to depend who. Ah, God, it, I mean the Warriors have the number one pick. Yeah, it was crap. Cole, they're doing Cole Anthony. And then they're gonna load it, up again with Clay and Steph it, and Russell and. God, I, I I had hate to see Wiseman go to the Warriors, uh, but that would be the pick. If, if not, the Knicks would pick Cole Anthony. Yeah, and still the suck. <laughs> they suck regardless, but. Yeah, you are the NBA expert, that's for sure. I've watched like a total of five minutes all year. Go Pacers. Yes, they're, they're hanging in yeah, there. I watched, I watched the highlight of Zach Levine's like dramatic. Miracle yeah, comeback. Miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and then the Purdue-Virginia game. Purdue, uh, four and three, hosting number five, Virginia, seven and no. ESPN two, seven fifteen tomorrow night. Like I said, if you're going, wear a shirt. Um, who you got? Let's, let's pick the over under first. Oh, what is the over under? <laughs> I've seen anywhere from like 84 to like, uh, let's see here. What is, I'm sure if ESPN's got it yet. ESPN is not 84 would be like 44 to 40. There was, there was, there was a, a thing, it was like uh, like 44 to 40. I think that was one of the well, like one of the metrics I saw. But I also saw another one of like Purdue 63, Virginia 59. Um, so somewhere between that 84 and like 115 range. I think Purdue uh, <laughs> 58 to 54. Wow. We're, we're breaking 50. <laughs> we're breaking 50. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we find our shooting stroke this game. Ooh, I no. was going to wait, wait till later in December. <laughs> I, 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 I just I meant think... 54, 50, but I was like, yeah, let's, let's bump it up. We'll put it this way. I, I think home court advantage is really going to play a, a big mm-hmm. deal tomorrow, um, more than probably usual. I, I think we're going to get it done. Uh, both teams are top 20, I believe, in defense efficiency yep. in the country uh, right now, and we're both two of the slowest teams in the country in pace of play. Um, on the so- Haslametrics, the pace of this game is three tortoises. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually think this is going to be a straight up high school scoring game. I think it's probably was, going to be. I, at least we got a shot clock. I, I, I I the if there was not a shot clock, it's going to be 24 to 20. Lynch, remember that one time we went to Fort Wayne Lures in Warsaw and Warsaw held the ball for five minutes? Oh, God, yeah. And well, well there, Painter was up right behind us though in that game because yeah. I, I remember that. Um, I'm going to go Purdue 44 38. <laughs> <laughs> I think our lead score might be Eastern. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, um, you know, last night on the uh, last night on the Tan and J Man show, yeah, I'm doing cheap little plug. Uh, I said Virginia was going to win, but I'm changing my tune. I've thought about it all day. I'm going with Purdue. We're going uh, 52-47. You still think we're breaking 50? Why not? Living dangerously. Uh, Matt Harms blocks Diacate like he forgot to do last year in the Elite Eight game. I think Diacate fouls out tomorrow. And the pain crew goes nuts. And the loudest ovation we've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call him Cisco because I can never remember his name. He looks like the rapper Cisco from the we'll his hair. Does he have the Cisco hair? Does he, have... he did last year. Right. I don't he think he's blonde anymore. I don't think he's blonde anymore. Man, that ruins all the fun. <laughs> I do like Tony Bennett, though. I, think he's oh, I love Tony Bennett. But no Kyle guy this year. Thank God. No, uh, um, like three other guys they had jump row, so. Uh, who was the we kid? It was like a better Dakota Matthias. I cannot believe I blanked on his name. He's like best friends with Carson now. Cow mm-hmm. guy or uh, no. Jerome? Jerome. 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 Yeah. 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 Ty Jerome. Should be a fun one. Should be a good yep. atmosphere in Mackey. Mackey's always a special place to watch a college basketball game, but especially a big mm-hmm. one like this. So I think we, we don't see very often too, which is mm-hmm. always makes it more special. Mm-hmm. So any closing thoughts? Just win. Just win, just boiler up, beat the Cavaliers and beat the Wildcats because we do have a game on Sunday. We didn't yep. even preview, but it's Northwestern and they it's still a conference game, but I guess they got a big win tonight. Yep. Um over Boston College. So cross our fingers, you know, Prom hitting the recruiting trail hard, getting yeah. some talent. Hopefully. He should be. I, he's all over the crew channel. I think he's making sure commitments are indeed solid right now. So let's hopefully we get Hornsby. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't find out until January to all right. army all American right. game. But mm-hmm. Could be so, and of course, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And make sure to listen and subscribe on all of your favorites or any of your favorite audio platforms. If you've been joining us on Facebook and Twitter tonight, we really appreciate it. We appreciate all the comments, and uh, we will see you next week. Let's boiler up, hammer down, beat the Cavaliers and Wildcats. Boiler up, hammer down. Tanner Lee here of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a follow on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Boiler Break Pod, and follow us on Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And make sure to listen and subscribe to the Boiler Breakdown on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, Boiler Up, Hammer Down.